What's up and welcome to the Espresso with Aaron and Sarit podcast. This is the show where you go for the tips, tools, and the life hackeries to lose weight, gain confidence, and create a life that you are excited to wake up for. Get ready for some tough love conversations that will change your perspective from destructive to productive. We are your hosts, Aaron and Sarit. And we're on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours. Good morning! And welcome to where you are right now. Happy Flex Friday, everybody. This is true. I have yet to drop my flex in the team chat. Yeah. Ooh. Today is Friday, October 14, 2022, and we are coming at you with another Q&A where we will be answering any and all of your questions. Any or all. And if you're joining us for the very first time, it is very great to have you here. Just go ahead and drop a one so that we can see you if this is your first time. If this is your more than first time, then go ahead and drop an R for regular so that we can see you as well. Before we get into today's questions, just a couple of reminders and a few housekeeping things. First thing is, in the case that you don't know this already, we do have another round of the Transformation Kickstart Challenge coming up in just 10 days. Let the countdown begin. Less than two weeks. So if you haven't already registered, make it a point to do so. It doesn't matter, you know, like where you're at in the community. If you're brand new, maybe you're feeling a little bit intimidated. This will allow you to increase your level of confidence in you and it will allow you to see what it is that you're actually capable of. All you got to do to get yourself signed up is just go to www.erinandstreet.com forward slash TKC. Okay. Okay. Most of the people though, let's be real, that we're talking to are already signed up for the TKC. That's how they found us. Welcome. Here's what I want to say to you. Commit yourself to showing up because... It breaks my little heart how many people quit before they even give themselves a chance. So there might be uncertainty. You're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what, what's going on. Fine. What's the worst thing that's going to happen if you show up for the first live call? You might uh, quit on yourself because you're like, I just don't have the time. It's probably a huge one. Okay, just commit yourself to the first day. That's it. One day at a time. Because if you quit before you start, how much of a chance do you have? So that's what I would like to say there. Yes. Just commit yourself to showing up for at least the first day. What does that mean to show up to? That means click the button on the email that you get on October 24th, Monday, October 24th at 5 p.m. Eastern time, we are going live and you will get emails and you will get text messages if you have texted us or if you've signed up for the text message reminders. Um, If you haven't, I don't know the number to text. 
but maybe we'll drop it in the Facebook group so that you can text us. But, you know, there's also emails going out and things like that. So you have opportunities to sign up for text reminders, um, to add the event to your calendar so that it actually goes in your calendar for you. Um, the more you do these things, the more likely you are to remember to show up. And all you need to do is click and for that first day show up, because I promise you, if you do that, you it could literally be the thing that changes your life forever. The thing, said. the thing that you have been looking for for the last 10 years of your life could show up on that day and you will never know if you do not give yourself a chance. So I encourage you to just commit yourself to the first day, okay? Put it on your calendar right now, October 24th, 5 p.m. Eastern, but I work at that time. Okay, great. The replays are gonna be available for the entire week, not just 25, 25 hours, 24 hours. They're gonna be available for the whole week until we're done with the Transformation Kickstart Challenge. That doesn't mean put off day one until day five, but that means when you get your ass off work on Monday, October 24th, it's in your calendar already to watch the replay. You can find it on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, Aaron and Sarit. And you're also going to get an email about it. Just commit yourself to the first day. Mm -hmm. There's a very good chance that it will rock your world. Very good chance. And in 2023, like we're always innovating. So I'm sure we're going to make some adjustments to things. And who knows if it's like, Chances are it's never always going to be the same thing. For one, it's never the same, even if we have the same structure, but like things change over time too. So like experience what other people have had such great experiences in before things go away or change. And then you no longer have that opportunity mm -hmm. because the window of opportunity only stays open for so long. And if you're scared, and so you don't do anything, or if you don't do anything because you're uncertain about something, if you don't do anything because you don't know everything yet, if you don't do anything because um, it's not going to be perfect, or you're waiting for everything to be perfect or for the stars to align or for you to have the right amount of time or um, enough time, that window of opportunity will close for you every time you have to act regardless, if you want it. If you want to change, if you want to lose weight, if you want to feel better about yourself, if you want to have more confidence, if you want to free your mind from being obsessed about food, thinking that if I eat this, it's going to make me fat, or if I eat that, it's going to make me skinny, and so I should or I shouldn't. If you want to free yourself from that mental captivity that you have put yourself in with the help of society, I will say, it's not all your fault, then show up for day one. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with espresso. I did it. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. See, see you on day one of the TKC. Okay. Let's get to today's questions. All right. Danny, I see that you're here, my darling. Can you please drop the form so that for anybody, if you're here and you come up with a question and you want to ask us, feel free to just drop it there. All right. Question number one. Yeah. Comes from... Sherilyn Ellis. Sherilyn says, recovering from a fractured arm, what should I do with my good arm? 
single arm regular weights and lefty no weight, just the motion for now. I don't want to lose strength on the right side, but need to let the left hand heal, no push, pull, lift more than 10 pounds. Mm, I think she's recovering from something similar to me. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But okay, never mind. Fractured arm. Okay. What do I do with my good arm? Single arm weight and lefty. No weight, just the motion for now. Oh, she's asking, should I not so, use weight or just do the motion? So I wanna I wanna share with you guys a life thought in return to that question. Sherlyn, I love that question because that means that you're invested in, in, in becoming better and not making an excuse because you've got, I love it. However, you guys, the quality of your questions will determine the quality of your results. And this is the quality. and, And this is the power of having, you know, like a supportive community and mentors around you where you can ask questions and I want to reflect to you back that same question. And, you know, I would actually encourage you to, you know, like not make that be like a, um, your focus for your training right now. And I'll tell you why, because if you're going to go about it now, starting to train your left arm, you are going to develop some modes of compensation. And you're actually going to take away from, you know, having symmetry. And if symmetry and alignment is what you're looking for, like if you were to cut the body, the body in half and you want equal strength and, you know, like equal, you know, muscle mass and all of that in both sides, then just Focusing completely on one side versus the other is now going to create compensations for your body. So I'm like, is this something that you want? I'll tell you that if I fractured my arm, I will not just focus on like one arm thing. Um, I would maybe like make it a point so that I'm able to maximize my workouts and, you know, keep symmetry in mind. I will go for, okay, like, what about lower body? What about core? Things like that. Because, you know, what it does for you in the long run is it just, it it takes away from symmetry. And, you know, I believe that long-term perspective, if you want alignment, you should always make it a point to focus on symmetry. Now, if you're like, ah, I just... I would just like to have a good burn if I can, then ain't nothing wrong with doing a few left arm exercises here and there, but just doing left arm exercises to get it stronger, you're actually taking away from creating more symmetry. That is my opinion. I would like to offer the other perspective. Yeah. Because I was listening to a podcast with Andy Frisella, Real AF, and, um, he was talking about how he messed up his shoulder Mm -hmm. and he's like, I trained one arm for like almost a year. Yeah. And in my mind, I thought the same thing that you were talking about, like, you're going to make one really strong arm and you have really one weak fucked up arm. But what he was saying really like, I'm generally, generally open-minded when offered a perspective that isn't currently my own. 
And so when he said, you know, here's why I did it, um, I, I paid attention and I was like, could I learn something from this? Maybe. Um, and, and again, it comes down to personal preference. Like you could be asymmetrical and be okay with it because you can always make, it's my turn. You can always make the other side stronger again. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, it's the end of the world. Um, and one of the reasons why, uh, or I, I don't know if this is true either. So you can take my word for it or his word for it or not. I'm just going to share with you what I learned from what he learned, which was, um, that there are studies that have shown even training one side has some kind of physical benefit to the other side. It's of course not going to be to the same degree. Right. Um, but he's like, you know, it was something for me that I knew that I could do. And so mentally it was helpful for him. And, you know, so it, it all will go to like, what is it that you're looking for out of the workout? Are you looking for like mentally? I want to feel like I'm working my upper body, but I can't do anything with this arm. So I'm going to do it with this arm. Love that. Cool. That's a great reason to do that. Then, you know, you might create some asymmetry. Is it the end of the world? No. At some point you could make the other side stronger, right? You could make that side catch up by doing single sided stuff, you know, as an accessory, let's say, you know, when you can use it again, you've, you've like made your one side really strong and, and then you can use this side again. Maybe you do a normal workout like you would do. And then your accessory at the end is to build up the strength on that other side that was neglected. Um, you know, the other thing is like, do you have pain like in any part of that uh, part of your body when you are doing some something else on the other side. I don't know. Um, and then, or you could get creative, like Sarit said, and it's like, think about what can I do on both sides? Is there like, you know, can I do glute bridges? Can I do lunges? Can I do squats? Um, even if it's just body weight, you can't lift more than 10 pounds. Um, I, I, was told not to lift more than five pounds this week. So what, I, or last two weeks, uh, what I've done is box step ups. I've done Bulgarian split squats. I've done death marches. I've done side step ups. I've done, uh, did I say walking lunges? I've done curtsy lunges. I've gone for walks. Um, you know, it's like I've done air squats. I've done wall sits. I've done air bike. It's like, what, what can you do with what you got? And maybe it's like, look on YouTube and be like, lower body exercises. And then you just do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it really is going to come down to a preference thing. Mm -hmm. It's not going to destroy your life. If you do things with one side and not the other, you just want to be understanding that I will create some kind of an imbalance and, and want to go back and correct that. If I want to be equally, have equal strength on both sides. Yeah. And I love that because look, by the end of the day, it, it all comes down to intention, right? Like when it comes to the big picture and big picture in mind, what are you going after? And also like, what will best serve you today in order for you to be able to truck along, mm -hmm. you know, like in my opinion, right? Like if let's say I fractured my arm and I wasn't able to use one arm, let's say if I was going to pick up any weights for the other arm, it would maybe be like two or three times a week just for maintenance, not for growth per se, because, you know, like 
Uh, look, the reality is, is that we all already have sym- asymmetry, whether we like it or not, right? And sure. especially for me, I know that because of my predisposition to, you know, um, like my body is rotated actually, like I actually know that with, you know, like when we did our anatomy trains course, uh, you know, I have rotation. So I, I strongly favor one side over the other. So for me, like you're also a tennis player. Yeah. Thinking, thinking about the big picture in mind, like I know that like overusing one side over the other, which I already do on a day-to-day basis, like is only going to create more asymmetry, which will, you know, take me away from the concept of longevity. So this is why it's always, always, always important for you to know you and know what you're going after so that you will know how to execute. And I hope that that adds value to you, Sherlyn. It's a great question. Thanks for posting that link, Dani. Yes. It's also posted every Monday on the Facebook group, she says, and pinned to the announcements. So if you ever need to find it, go to the Facebook group, scroll through the announcements. If it's not in one of those like first two that you see, and you'll find the link somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. All right. Question from Stephanie. Stephanie. I have said a few times through different comments, but I'm going to say it here too. I'm really excited that you're back. Uh, Stephanie was in the community for a while. Didn't see her name much anymore for a little bit and she's back and I'm excited. I'm thrilled. Okay. So Stephanie asks, I, well, first she says, I am a sugar addict. Anybody resonate? Anybody relate? Anybody struggle with sugar? We're gonna do a really fun video on this soon. Um, How do I get over this without total denial of sugar sweet treats? When I deny myself, then I swing into binge eating sweets. There has to be a solution besides all or nothing. Thanks. Um, And I'm sure you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Um, but the first thing when, when I see this question, I just, I want to help you to create a different identity for yourself. Yes. Because your identity is you and you can never not be you. I'm going to say that again. Your identity, how you identify is you and you can never not be you. Even if you pretend to be something else externally, you will always be you. And whatever identity you choose, your actions will follow through with. Yes. Kind of the concept of thoughts become things. Like if I think I am a sugar addict, that is my identity. I am blank. That's an identity. What if you said, I'm currently struggling with sugar cravings. You've now detached the sugar cravings from who you are. But right now they're still attached 
to who you are. I am sugar addict. I have a really, really like hard time with somebody saying like, I'm a drug addict. I'm a sugar addict. I'm a this addict. I am. You're struggling with something right now, but that doesn't have to be who you are. And if it is in your mind, then you will act accordingly. Yeah. So the first thought that I want to like offer to you would be to just, instead of saying like, I'm a sugar addict, just say like, I'm currently struggling with sugar cravings or I'm currently working to overcome these cravings that I have for sugar. Because then it's not you as a person, it's just something that you're working to overcome. Now we can address it as that, mm. right? It's hard to change the core of who you are because it's the core. Everything else has to fall apart on the outside to change who you are. But if we can take it out of that and say, hey, look, like this is something that I'm, I'm working to overcome right now, then it's not in the core anymore. And now we can resolve the issue. Mm -hmm. Beyond that. She joined the round, right? I believe Stephanie did join the round. I'm glad you did. And I'll tell you why. So um, I love what you said. Now, when it, so there is a little bit of technicalities which we'll get into, but you know, really what it is, is what I call an identity crisis. Um, and your identity is made up of two things, your thought habits and, you know, your patterns, which are just your physical habits. Okay. And that, that makes up their identity. That's what makes, that's what makes up your identity. So, you know, I want to isolate it in two things. And thing number one is what Aaron said. Like, first thing is you need to become aware of detaching yourself from, from detaching your identity from your struggle. So like what Aaron said, you know, like when you say like, I'm a sugar addict, you will behave as that person because you're telling your mind that you are that person and what you tell your mind, it will become. Okay. Let's say if you, every single day, even if like you're completely sedentary right now, you're like, I'm fit AF, I'm fit AF, I'm fit AF. Doesn't matter like how you feel about working out eventually, like you're going to get your ass and you're going to go for a walk. Because you can't tell yourself, I'm fit as fuck, I'm fit as fuck, I'm fit as fuck, and eventually not work out. So if you tell yourself, I'm a sugar addict, I'm a sugar addict, I'm a sugar addict, all you're telling your mind is to focus more on that thing. So it will act, it will look out for things to focus on more. And of course, you will want more of it. Okay, now sugar in and of itself is very addictive. It is more addictive than cocaine, studies have shown. So that's why it's really important for num number one to... And it's more socially acceptable. Yes, because food is the most abused drug and the most underused form of medicine. And that's a shame. Okay. So now the first thing that I would offer you is detach from that identity. Fair to say, hey, I, I am, like Aaron said, I currently struggle with sugar addiction. Okay. Different than you saying I'm a sugar addict. 
Okay, we can all struggle with things, but identifying ourselves with it is different. Okay, um, like for example, there's a difference saying I am a procrastinator versus saying I struggle with procrastination. Okay, like you put your identity to something, you will want to keep on repeating it. You know, you say you struggle with something, it's like, okay confrontation is also step one with regards to creating change. So the fact that you're confronting it, you know, then especially if you join the rock and imagine you're ready to do something about it. She said, okay. I'm ready. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to the mechanics of, you know, like, especially like, let's say the overuse or the abuse of any sort of, can, can I, I want to backtrack just for a second. Okay. I'm very shortly going to interrupt you because just this one point, it's a two-step process. One is detaching the thing you're struggling with from your identity. So now instead of I am this thing, it's I'm struggling with this thing currently. And then step two is turning that into a positive. I am working to overcome the thing that you struggle with. Two steps, detach from identity turn it into a positive thing that you are working. You're actively working on changing that way. It's not like I struggle with this because we're still kind of in the middle zone of like, I'm struggling with this thing. You might continue to struggle. Let's turn it into a positive. I'm working to overcome blank. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with regards to the, overcoming process. And I would strongly encourage somebody, let's say if you wanted to go through that, um, you know, ideally, you know, make sure that there is somebody who's like holding you accountable to it, who's qualified. Um, because it's one thing to get accountability from someone. And it's another thing to get accountability from someone who has overcome it themselves. It's different when it's like, your spouse or your sister-in-law or your BFF or somebody um, just because they know you versus somebody who has actually overcome that thing and helps other people overcome it. And because I will tell you, most people struggle with it and to get help and to ask somebody to help you with something that they struggle themselves is like, it's a recipe for disaster. It's like, oh, hey, I need to change the oil in my car. You don't know how to change yours either? Why don't you help me and we'll figure it out together? Yeah, no, it's a recipe for a disaster because they are going to buy into your limiting beliefs and you need to like, if anything, get away from that, which I know you have limiting beliefs just by the first sentence that you said. Now we all do. So that's fine. When it comes to the mechanics, you'll want to like, just hold yourself accountable to what is your current consumption and That is probably one of the most difficult things because when we want to change it, we feel embarrassed to know like how badly are we doing. However, you have to know where you're, where you are from a measurable standpoint in order to, you know, start making moves that will help you to get ahead. And then you want to progress yourself accordingly, um, depending on what your consumption is and reward yourself with the progression only you know, if you follow through with, with a certain act for at least seven days. So that way it's almost like climbing up a staircase, right? Rather than taking yourself from zero to a hundred. And that is exactly what we do with our programs. Um, the raw transformation program and the inner circle. And this is why I'm really glad that you joined that program 
because, you know, like you are going to gain more awareness. And I will tell you, like, if this is something that you have struggled with, working on it is a process. Okay. And this is why like diets, for example, don't work because they will tell you the what they will take you from zero to a hundred. Um, we were just talking about it on our coaches rally not too long ago. There, there is no psychological maturity. And, right. And, and that's why you what? keep, and there's no psychological maturity involved in, in, in what? In taking yourself from zero to a hundred. You know, like it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to cut out carbs. Okay, fine. And then what? There's going to be a day where a carb is going to get back to your life. Now, because psychologically you haven't matured from, you know, that current state of thinking, you're going to get back to that same exact spot. And I'll tell you guys, that is like the biggest thing with what the current weight loss industry is missing. And that is the biggest thing with regards to what the food industry is feeding you on. So the food industry is going to continue creating more products that are going to be labeled as keto, paleo, because more people are going to go for those like diets and trends. And they're going to buy into that because people want to buy into a result, not into a process. Now, if you want to really get sustainable results, you have to go through a fucking process. And that is the hardest thing with regards to anything coaching related or transformation related, because first you have to accept what is, you have to make a commitment. You have to unhook yourself from where you currently are. That in and of itself is a process. For some people, it's going to take weeks. For some people, it's going to take fucking years. I'll be honest with you. It took me 10 years in order for me to be willing to unhook my old way of thinking. Okay. And when I was finally ready, it took my body like, you know, like almost a year to really like look noticeably different. And ever since then, it like, it's, it's like a steady uprise. Right. But it's a process. So um, I I just want to share that with you, because think about it as climbing a staircase rather than taking the elevator. We live in a society where, you know, if you want to climb it, let's say if you want to see the, you know, the view of the entire New York City, beautiful city, what are you going to do? You're going to take the elevator. That's what everybody's going to do. No, you need to swim against the stream or go against the grain and you need to get your ass and walk up the stairs to the 120th floor because that's how life fucking works through a process like you know nobody goes to first grade and you know like clicks on the button and before they know it oh here's here's my diploma here's my degree then like what makes you think that like when it comes to your body or when it comes to your career or when it comes into anything that requires you chasing your freedom that it's going to happen overnight and that's why most people end up you know cutting themselves way too short 
and end up living a life of just straight up disappointment because they go, oh, I clicked on the button. Um, the elevator got stuck at the 56th floor. Uh, so let me just get back down and let me go try a different elevator. So all you see is people going through life, going from one elevator to the next. And I'm like, dude, if you would have just taken the stairs, you would have already seen like the entire view and you would have like gone to the next building and shit. You would have probably like gone to the airport to see like a, a, a different skyscraper, like let's say in Sydney on Australia now. Something to think about. The magic happens in the process. I want to break this process down real quick because I just want to, I want to literally give you everything that we can. And I think this is extremely valuable for so many people because let's be honest, sugar's fucking delicious. And most of us, absolutely love it. Some form of it. Okay. Chocolate might not be your jam. And I think you're crazy, but some form of sugar we love. Okay. Now <clears throat> here's how we break it down. Sarit said, okay, I'm literally going to give you a step-by-step -step on how to overcome this. Okay. Week one, just record how many treats are you consuming period this is literally the process we take people through and there's no reason for us to hold anything back step one just record every treat you have no guilt no shame you are about to embark on the process of controlling these cravings okay so there's nothing to be ashamed about if you're at 30 treats in one week so be it this is just where you're at it's all good because you are in your mind, you're like, you're taking the first step to move forward. That's the best thing you could ask of yourself right now. Okay. So let's say it's 30 treats and you're like, okay, I'm going to reduce it by 10% for next week. That's my budget. That's going to be my treat budget. I'm just going to reduce it by 10%. Now you have a budget. You're like, okay, cool. 10% of 30 is going to be 27 or sorry, 90%. 90% of 30 is going to be 27. So I have an allowance of 27 treats this week. Sick. I still get to have 27 treats. They better be worth it. Right? Okay. Perfect. If you follow through with that, if you don't, you attempt 27 treats again. If you do follow through, reduce it by 10%. Okay. We're going to round up on these. Okay. So instead of uh, minusing 2.7 treats, we're going to minus three treats. Okay. So we go from 27 to 24. Perfect. 24 treats. Are you guys following this? Like, does this make sense so far? I'm going to go through it and, and I'm going to see how, how many weeks it's going to take us to get to five treats from 30 to five. And that is if no obstacles show up in our doorstep. This is if no obstacles show up, but even if obstacles show up, we're going to see how fast this can truly happen in a very like, you know, realistic way. Yeah. Okay. Because if you are eating 30 treats a week, even 20 probably still sounds awesome. Can I share with you guys something Hold real on. quick? I'm going to go through this all okay. the way. I'm going to go through this all the way. Okay. So 20, 20, we go from 27 to 24 treats. Okay. 24 treats is like the logical process. 24 treats, we're going to take half. We're, we're still going to round it. Okay. So 24, we're going to go to 21. If you follow through with the 24 though, you have an allowance, a budget of 24. And if you stick to it, then we, the next week we go to 21. If you don't, you attempt 24 until you get it. 
attempt 24 until you get it. And if you really struggle, I would suggest you get it for two weeks before you go down again. Because here's the deal. We love to eat sugar. I So why will we like rush through this process? Okay. Try for that, whatever your budget is until you get it consistent. The goal is to be like, not miss more than like one or two weeks in any of these steps and to not miss them by a long shot, right? Like if you miss it, it's like, oh, I went over by one or two or three, you know, it's not like I went over by 40, you know? So we go down to 21. Um, if you're successful, maybe, maybe it was really challenging for you, but you were successful. So you're like, eh, I'm going to spend another week here and prove to myself I can be consistent with 21. Okay. Boom. Maybe you miss a week and then you have to do it again. Now you're on your third week of 21 but you do it. You're like, okay, I feel much better about it now. I'm going to go down by another 10%. I'm at 19. Now I get 19. This is not painful. You still get 19 treats, right? Okay. So we're at 19, 17, 15, 13. We're going to go by one or two. I don't know. Start, start dropping it down by one. If you have like, there's so many, there are 52 weeks in an entire year. Do you think you could get rid of your sugar craving in like six months? That's 22 weeks. No, sorry. 25, 26, 27 weeks. I'll tell you the two biggest struggles of people will have with this approach. Struggle number one is impatience. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. like, I'm ready mm -hmm. to get rid of it. I want to get rid of it now. I'm really motivated. So I'm just going to progress myself to 15. And then, you know, you progress yourself. Cause to I 15. think I can do it. I'm yeah. motivated. And you actually, you actually had a good week and then, you know, like you crushed 15 and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go to six and then something happened in your life. And because you haven't been diligently working on flexing your discipline muscle. And, and, and this is not your discipline muscle and not having treats. This is your patience discipline. Yes. Yes. And then guess what's going to happen? You're going to go back to default. So Be that's because the, you haven't been consistent enough. You, yeah. You because you progressed yourself too fucking fast because you're like, I'm ready. I know myself. I'm a go-getter. This is go-getters like biggest trouble. You think like I can do it. You, you can, can do, do it. it. You so can stuff. do it, but you don't appreciate the process of building the discipline muscle and the skills necessary. Okay. This is a mental skill. Like not relying on sugar is a mental skill. I don't care how committed you are. Your body will fight you for it. Okay. And that's why you have to take it. You have to be diligent about it. Or the other thing that's going to happen is you've done good. You've done good. You've done good. And then you messed up. And you got ashamed about it. So now you, you take yourself away from accountability. You hide. Yes. Hiding is the, the, uh -huh. the greatest form of. And I will tell you, if you are running away from accountability, you have a commitment problem. 
you, yeah, you don't want to be accountable because you're not, you're not committed enough. That might be. And if you are hiding from accountability, I will tell you, nobody can help you until you have a come to Jesus moment with yourself. And you tell yourself, you know what? I got to get my shit together and I have to lean into accountability. Listen, our coaching team will tell you guys that all the time. I would rather have somebody who's relentlessly accountable with me every single day and is showing up at a seven out of 10 than somebody who communicates with me one day per week who are only at a 10. There's number one, there's no connection built that way. And that's your problem because how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if you struggle with connection with one person, you struggle with connection with yourself. And that's why you keep on messing up. And you also are not connected to your food, which is why you end up, you know, going for other things that give you an instant gratification. You guys, if you struggle with sugar, if you struggle with alcohol, if you struggle with whatever poor habit, your real problem is actually a connection problem. So this brings me to another point that is going to help somebody to overcome this with this little process we've laid out. Okay. By the way, if you did not miss a single week to get down to five treats in a week would take you 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 8, 16 weeks. Now, 16 weeks sounds like a lot. Like, oh my God, 16 weeks. Ugh. But guess what? Like for the first eight of those weeks, you still get a decent amount of treats. And your body will recognize the lessening of the processed sugar and you will get results from it. Guarantee you will get results from it. Even though you're not going from 100 to zero all at one time and uh, what, what were we, you were just talking about? Uh, commitment, accountability, impatience, connection, connection with food. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Another challenge that you can give yourself, maybe, um, you've done, you, you met your budget for one week. Maybe you're in the week of uh, 21 treats and you met your budget. Some of you are going to start out at like 10 or 12 too, right? 30 is it's a lot of treats in a week, right? Like that's pretty extreme, but some people I are there. Be more than that. Yeah. Some people are there. And like, I'll tell you, I could eat 30 treats in two days if, if I wanted to. So, you know, let's say, um, you're on the week of 21 treats and like, it was a struggle, but you did it right. And you're like, I think I should spend another week here. I would challenge you in that week to make none of the treats that you have be while you are consuming some form of entertainment. Mm. Do not consume the treats while you are also consuming entertainment because you are not connected. You are not attached to what you're eating. And you might find that when you connect, even with the Reese's peanut butter cup, that if you're paying attention to eating it, you find that it, it is easier to actually stick to the budget that you set for yourself because it's not mindless. When it's mindless or you're consuming some form of entertainment or scrolling through TikTok or watching a movie or doing something else while you're eating it, it's easy to over consume because you're not paying attention. 
But if what if you just sat your butt in a chair and you're like, all I have here is my Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm going to eat three of them because I have a budget of 21 and I'm going to town. And you just sat there and you ate them and you did not like do something else at the same time. How much more enjoyable would those be? And how much would you feel like you really needed to continue consuming after that? You're not typing. Oh, oopsie. Just say it. What do you want to say? Michelle, you're, you are very accountable to yourself. And you have a pattern of accountability to your coach. And that's why you're killing it. Okay. Um, okay. Let's read through some of these. I want to, I want to share with you guys a couple of things. Um, I actually just have a vision. Uh, I just had a vision. I had a vivid vision from, you know, when I started my uprise, um, and I worked on improving my relationship with chocolate. So like, if you want to connect with, let's say chocolate, for example, like chocolate was my thing. I will tell you like chocolate and peanut butter all day. Like I can happily live without pizza or burgers for the rest of my life. As I long can, as she has chocolate and peanut butter. I, I can tell you that. And what I did is I started like, I always do like these experiments with myself. And then like I track my patterns and I would, I would take a piece of chocolate and then I would take another piece of chocolate. And so you take two pieces of chocolate. Yeah. So like I'll break them apart. One piece of chocolate. I would literally just chew up as fast as I could. Like, let me get that sugar and let me get that flavor. And you know what I mean? Like sabotage mode eating. Right. And monster mash. And then like, I'll think for myself, like, Oh, how did that make me feel? I'm like, I want more. And then the other one, I'm like, it's like, how fast can I just eat it all? Yeah. And then with the other one is I'm like, okay, your challenge is how long can you actually keep it in your mouth? So of course, in the case of chocolate, if you're playing that game, it's now like, I challenge you to let it melt rather than have you chew it. How long? Will it take me? How long can I prolong this, the eating of this? I don't know why I think a Reese's peanut butter cups, probably like my favorite. Yeah. Thing. So you can totally do it with the Reese's as well. And you know, like if, if anybody struggles with, you know, like overeating sugar, like just start, start doing that. The next time you have like something sugary, like how long can I prolong it in my mouth? And you will see, like, if you rely on letting, you know, the chocolate or the sugar melt rather than you eat it, you will actually be able to connect a little bit more with my mouth is watery with (laughs) it's like food porn session right now. Um, with your food and you will be like, whoa, I feel like just with those like two blocks of chocolate, I was able to like get in so much more satisfaction than the entire like freaking like bar one pound Trader Joe's like dark chocolate thing. Why you have to go into so much detail. So I, almond I, sea salt, I, dark chocolate, so 80% I, no, because almond. You, no, you know how tra- Trader Joe's has the one pounder chocolate yeah. bar. And Target has one pound Reese's Christmas trees during the holidays. That is true. 
So I'll tell you, like, if you were to challenge yourself to eat an entire Reese's Christmas tree while you're only allowed to have it melt in your mouth, I will tell you that, that you will you, the whole week. you will not want to have more than half of it. Yeah. So what's my point? My point is, like, if you just focus on connecting more with your food, even if it's like shitty food, you are going to end up making better decisions as you're walking through the process. So this is just a quick tip. And then the other thing that I was thinking about is like, look, if you've struggled with that, like I want you to know, like that thought is always going to be in the back of your mind. Like I don't always. know. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go. Away. I know that it hasn't gone away for me. Not for me either. And you know, yesterday we were recording the videos and, you know, th- there were a couple recordings where we had certain foods involved. Um, some of them I didn't care for, like goldfish. So I'm like, whatever. Um, but like, you know, we had ones where there were like Twix and Snickers and Reese's and, you know, like M&M's and, and whatever. And I was like, you know, like, I will tell you, like, that shit is not going to like get through me at this point because I've built so many mental like inner workings where I can tell you like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But that thought is always going to come up. And I'll tell you one way for you to like overcome it is how can you connect with the food in a way where you don't put it in your mouth? So what did I do? I actually, I grabbed everything and I, and I crushed it. I'm like, if I feel it, I know what it's like, but at the what same time, crush? I crushed a Snickers bar. I crushed like M&M peanuts. Um, <laughs> I didn't M&Ms. know that. I didn't even see you do that. Well, because it's, listen, <laughs> Like I, like my dark phase used to be dark. So like, I will, like, I, I know how to manipulate myself in a way where I can overcome anything food related at this point. I'll tell you, but like, she's my, like, you're going to die. My, my shit is embarrassing. So like, I'm like, I'm not going to tell Aaron that like, when I grab every little thing that I'm putting away, I'm actually like fucking crushing it in my hand because I'm like, I would win. You ain't got me. And I'm going to connect with you anyway without you going in my body because I know what happens when you go in my body. Okay. I'll tell you something that I've done. What? I've shared this before. But when I was a personal trainer, personal trainers are not the healthiest people or they're not as healthy as most people think. Hold on. Don't don't move that because I I want to answer this question. Um, Personal trainers, you go into the break room of a gym and what's in there, you wouldn't think would be in there. Do you remember? Donut. I'm telling a story. Okay. Donuts, cookies, brownies, leftovers from people's birthdays, birthday cakes. Like you will think that like, this is, this is not the break room of personal trainers. And what I would do, somebody bring cookies or donuts, like, oh my God, everybody, I brought some donuts. I'm like, why would you do that? Do you remember when they would do donuts Fridays? Hold on. Yeah. Here's what I did. Okay. I would say, ah, these are my two cookies. I would grab them from the tray. These are my two cookies. And I'll throw them in the garbage can. And like, why would you do that? Like, they're mine. I can do whatever the fuck I want with them. You ate yours. I threw mine away. And now I'm done. I've had mine. I did what I wanted to do with them. And so, okay. The other thing that, that, um, oh, this question. I want to answer. Did you move it? Oh, it disappeared. Damn it. Okay, so uh, I, 
I forget who asked it now, but the question was like, what if your friends are just like you? And what if they're like, you know, you're all struggling with the same thing. Like, how do you find different friends? Before or, hold that, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. I try to be so patient when you're talking. Okay. Uh, I read actually a comment on one of our YouTube videos that's like, you know, what if like, you know, your friends are those people who are like, well, you had this last time you were with us or like, oh yeah, that's right. You're being healthy, like sarcastically or like live a little or like these comments. She asked, she's like, what if your friends are like, you know, always saying that stuff? I'm like, your friends are a choice. Like, like they'd probably be pissed if they saw that I wrote that to you. And, and I said it in a more compassionate way, but honestly, your friends are a choice. The people you hang out with are a choice. Even if it's at work, you chose to work there. So, you know, oftentimes we get in this rhythm in our life where we think that that's what we have to do just because that's what we've always done. Mm-hmm. You at any moment, you can change what you do. You can change the routine you have with your kids. You can like change the things you do in the morning. You can change the people who you choose to associate with or hang out with. You can choose a different career path. All of those things are a choice. So if something is more hurtful to you, you're like, no, but I'm loyal. We've been friends forever. I'm like, are they really a friend if they bring that kind of stuff? like stress and anxiety on you and they're discouraging. I would not use, like, if you look at the definition of friend, I don't think that that's in there. Mm -hmm. So like, maybe it's a conversation you have with them where it's like, Hey, when you say these things to me, like, if you really like, that doesn't mean that you don't love or care for that person. But it's like, if that's the way that they choose to be, then what way are you going to choose to be? And is it still going to be in their presence? I don't know. Maybe you have a conversation with them and that can resolve the issue and you remain friends. Fantastic. Obviously ideal. But if they're still going to be like putting that unnecessary pressure on you of like, oh yeah, that's right. Like you're better than us because you're like eating healthy and like you don't do these things anymore. And they're really sarcastic and sassy and like, almost rude and they just make it harder for you to stick to your goals. Is that somebody you want to hang out with? Um, you know, the last thing that I want to add is before, before you get there, right. I'm thinking about always add before eliminate. Sometimes you need to eliminate. However, with people, I feel like if there's a way to add something that can bring you guys both up, that will be the easier thing to do. It will also be a good way for you to see if maybe elimination or, you know, just limitation is the thing that you need to do next. And, you know, this is why we do things like the TKC. And and the live events. Like connect with people who are going to make that path easy for you because they're not going to question when you say, no, thanks. I don't want dessert with this meal. They're not going to question you. They're going to be like, you know what? <laughs> Forget that creme brulee. I, Listen, just ordered. I don't need it. Like I'm going to follow 
Susan's lead. Listen, connection is currency. And like your network will determine your worth. Wow, Jesse Grant is here. Jesse, it's great to see you. It's been forever. Um, but you know, like you need to take a real close look at who you hang around with because if they're all struggling with the same thing, then you be the leader and you tell them, dude, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to like put a stop to this and I'm doing the TKC, join me. If they're like, no, I don't want to, then I can already tell you that, you know, there's a greater chance that you guys are about to go in different directions. And, and you don't need something that holds a lot of people back, especially women, because women are more emotional in general, is caring too much about what people think. So you end up not doing the thing that you want to do because you care more about what that person is going to say about you rather than your freedom. I'm like, dude, what do you want? Do you want freedom? At the end of the day, what would you say about you? And if your friends are not saying that about you or for you or with you, is that going to be the best thing? Look, I always say this. If two, if, if one person in a relationship is not happy, neither people will be. Yeah. Okay. And a relationship does it platonic or romantic. It doesn't matter. Um, but you know, if, if you're in a position where the people you're spending time with are making it more difficult for you and this, even can be family. Like if like, obviously you don't choose your parents. They're your parents. I love my parents, but like when I go to Costco with my mom and all she's talking about is like the price of things and how this thing is 16 cents cheaper than that thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. This is the one I want. Like, I just, I can't, there's only so much activity that I can do. And I think that like my parents are like, not like, really that difficult for me to be around. So, um, that's not the thing, but you know, it's like, even, even if you have, um, people in your life that they just don't do the same things, they don't like the same stuff that you like, they don't, they're not trying to do the same things that you're trying to do. Um, if it's creating conflict, you have to ask yourself, is this still is this relationship still serving me? If it's not serving you, then it's not serving them either. Um, the other thing is if you do decide like this person's just not willing to get on board with what I need in a friend, you don't have to tell them. You don't have to tell that person. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. We're not a good fit. We're not aligned. And I don't want to be your friend. Oh, no. Like you do not have to just like be mean to them. You just, you know, you take a little longer to respond to their text messages and you just like eventually, like you just start taking a step back, start taking steps back because here's the truth. Like in, in your mind, you understand that spending less time with that person helps you to achieve the things you're trying to achieve. So by default, eventually the further you step back, Eventually, they don't just stop reaching out to you. They don't even be mean to anybody and just be like, I don't want to be a friend. Listen, <laughs> yeah, and this, this is the power of community. Like, when you get yourself in here, you get yourself into an ES army. 
like the support in our community is unlike no other. Have any of you ever been discouraged about anything that you've done by because anybody in this group? Or have you ever been shamed for something that you did that you felt ashamed about by anybody in this group? Chances yeah. Are or, yes. did, or, or did anybody ever make you feel guilty or try to make you feel guilty? Ultimately, you feeling guilty is a choice. But did anybody ever attempt to make you feel guilty for setting a boundary? Nope. No way. Never. Yes, Army. Only so, lifted. Only You lifted. know, like, if, however, if you truly love and care for the people in your life, get themselves into the TKC. And if you're not coming to the live event yet, damn it, just go to shop.aaronstreet.com. I don't care. If you want more supportive people around you and you want to make true, genuine connections with people, meet them in person. Mm -hmm. Go to shop. You can even like do it virtual and like talk to the people in the virtual. It's not the same, but you can still, we're going to have actually like three cameras virtual. So we're going to get like different angles. So if you are virtual, at least like you're going to like, we want to make it feel like you're there. Um, but dude, like 297 bucks. Yes, of course, like you have to get here and, and stay somewhere too. But it is going to be, it's always mind blowing. It's always such an amazing time. And not just because like, oh, the stuff we do or the food we eat or the swag that we get or the things that we learn. It's the connections with people when you have those real life in-person connections. Do you know how hard it is then to break that bond with that person? especially when you see them online all the time. Now, you know, now, you know, that when you see their name, you're like, you go back to the moment you were in person with them and you can relive that experience. And that connection is so much deeper. Mm -hmm. You can get tickets at shop.aaronitzery.com. Yep. We hope that you found a lot of value in today's conversation. I feel like it was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, if you did and, you know, like one of your friends is struggling with this, be a good friend and share with them this video, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Facebook, uh, you know, otherwise they'll continue repeating the same thing that they've always done because you guys were all wired by patterns and you don't know what you don't know. Okay, so appreciate you guys showing up for yourselves today. Um, hope you found lots of value in this. And we hope to see you next time. Take care, everybody. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Sarit. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsarit.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Aaron and Sarit.